Back once again with Coffee with a Roach, the Lazy Sodcast. I am your host, Tommy the Roach Lucero. We are such a lazy sodcast. In fact, this is the first brand new episode in a minute. So we're going to make it special with good friend and guest BJ Jesbira. We're going to learn about his musical upbringing, his influences, and some nightmare shows, and everything in between. He's a great musician, very talented, can't say enough nice things about him. Make sure and check him out on the YouTubes, the Facebooks, and all over San Diego. You'll be very happy you did. As well as check out a 40-ounce to funny comedy show every month, Main Tap Tavern. Last Saturday, every month, you will not be let down. Bring a brand new lineup of comedians every month. It's a good time. As well as check me out on the road, Tommy Lucero, coming to a town near you. And now, here's my good buddy, BJ Jezbera. All righty, we're here with BJ Jezbera. Here we are. At the good old Patrick's Pub, right next door to Madhouse Comedy Club here in downtown San Diego. I come down here every once in a while to check out BJ. He plays a good set of every kind of song you've ever wanted to hear. It'll take you back to uh, high school and uh, those blackout, barely gray memories that you have of Blink-182 and fucking Melon Collin singing in the background. It's a good description of me. <laughs> <laughs> but it's always a great time, man. You're, the, you're one, of the, one of the only reasons I come out of the house is to come and watch uh, you play music. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Appreciate that. You and, uh, yeah, more than comedy, really. I, I got, this is, like, more religious to me coming to, come to watch you. You get a couple teehees when I'm playing. Yeah, yeah. Unintentional and, uh, teehees most of the time. But and you have actually a very, very good voice. Oh. Like people would not know that, like, looking at you. I would say that's because you're drinking, but you don't drink, so I guess I have to take your word. Well, I'm usually pretty <laughs> fucking baked when I'm here. So See, there I'm gonna... it is. There's the rub. <laughs> <laughs> How long have you been playing, man? Uh, about 18 years. Really? Yeah, I started when I was, I mean... Not like anything serious, but I started playing guitar when I was like 12, and then joined my first band when I was like 14, so that's when I consider starting was 14, and now I'm 32, so... What kind math. of band was it? What was the first band? Obviously pop punk. Pop punk, okay. <laughs> my first guitar was a Blink-182 replica of Tom DeLonge's green <laughs> guitar. <laughs> yeah. And, and to this day, you still rock the hat. Hell yeah. Same as DeLonge. Of course. As do I. I mean, I forgive most of what he's done since the Blink-182. It's mostly just because I'm going bald, though, yeah. Well, I mean, we're all we all have hair problems at this point in our life. <laughs> so, unless you're Tom DeLonge, because uh, aliens, can aliens can get yeah. good uh, hair implants. I'm guessing. The Egyptians all had great hair, so I believe it. That's true. It's true. They did all have great hair, unless they shaved it. I mean, some of them were like. I mean, they did part on, man, part dog, right? Yeah, yeah. I've seen fucking. Uh, I've seen Stargate. Yeah, yeah. They were. <laughs> it's fucking true. Um, what's what's like the weirdest show you remember back from then? Like uh, your first band. You're getting on your first gigs, like you get somewhere, and X happens to make you like, oh fuck, we have to still do this kind of thing. Uh, I can't say I really ever had that moment because we've always just been stoked to play. And the did you ever have a shit, moment like the, the movie Green Room? No, what, what <laughs> no. I'm getting at. Never like that. And you're the only survivor. That's why you play by yourself. Now. No, no, but uh, I am the only survivor. <laughs> uh, there's a, there's a few good ones. Like my first show ever, uh, I was playing bass. And I plugged a bass amp in, a 450-watt bass amp, and I was distracted by somebody in the front row, a little, uh, you know, yeah, a little yeah. front row lady, and I fucking was plugging in the amp, and I had my hand on the plug still, and when I plugged it in, I zapped myself with 450 watts of electricity, blacked out, scared everybody, turned off the lights to the gymnasium, it was a good time. <laughs> uh, but the I got gymnasium. back up, played the show, just tasted like pennies. Was it like a... 
It was a high school show. Yeah, the high school show. <laughs> and this was last week. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I, I would imagine you're yeah, still I'm playing in high school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the nice thing about high school is you know I get older, but the girls stay the same. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> uh, and then same high school, different year. We were playing another note, thing. That is one of the creepiest fucking characters. Oh, that's in a terrible all line. Pop culture. Yeah, yeah, that's like, that line how, is notorious like, and in, it should in not the be movie, said. How long was it? Like he had graduated, like a good while. He was old enough to buy beer. That's just fucking. Fun. I've put that to somebody else. This one, uh, one woman, random show I was at. Same conversation came up, and I said it, and her fucking rebuttal to it was, "Oh, it was a different time." It's true. That, was there a different time that statutory wasn't a word? Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. I mean, you got to fuck up a lot to realize you're fucking up, I guess, and society is no different. All right, all, all right. right. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> I'm just glad we're of the time that we know better now because, uh, yeah, that's not the road you want to go down. And it's definitely not. No. The, you, you don't want that attached to your name, the, the guy that hangs out at high schools. <laughs> I'm waiting for the 90s version of Dazed and Confused where that guy gets his can Not canceled. Oh, yeah. He gets uh, escorted off the premises. <laughs> he wouldn't make it past the metal detectors. He passed the, in the first 10 minutes of the movie, he gets arrested. Yeah. <laughs> we're having pot in a okay, high school. But, all right. You're out of high school. It tasted like pennies. Yeah. What after that? Uh, so that was the end of that one, and then uh, the next year we played that high school again, and as we were getting there, I could hear an altercation happening on the football field, which was like uh, depressed into the ground, like it was like a, you know, like a football field, like a stadium, whatever, but it was just down lower than the parking lot, so you could hear everything really well, and I heard, nah, bitch, nah, bitch, nah, nah, bitch, and I look over, and there's these two chicks getting into a fight, and like a fight, like nice. girl fights in high school were always better than boy fights, yeah. I don't know if you've ever seen one, but like girl fights, always better, the they got more to kiss. grab onto. Yeah, like a booby might fall out. Yeah. But these girls, you don't want to see their boobies. They were definitely fighters. And uh, one had the other one by the hair. And I remember them just wailing on each other, getting pulled apart. And that was where we were going to go play, was on the football field. So when we went down there, there was just clumps of hair and blood everywhere. It was fucking awesome. Like a cannibal corpse show had just happened. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> Yeah, more legit than Guar, because it wasn't fake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I... I'm sure I'd be riddled with other kinds of diseases by now if they used real blood. Yeah, enough exactly. Shows, I went to enough shows. Did you ever see Guar? Oh, yeah. I saw him at Selma a few times. Uh, which Guar? Uh, couldn't even tell you. They still had Odiferous. Was uh, was Odorous still there? O Odorous, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, that's, that was my Jesus for the longest time. <laughs> they're, they're, it was so still good. Still put on a great show. They're a modern-day kiss. I wouldn't... Back in the day, like I, I would have called in sick to go fucking to a Guar show. Hell, yeah. And... But now it's like, you know... You know the bits. It's you just, know what's coming out. The plant's going to eat the guy. They're going to decapitate the president. They're going to pee on you. Yeah, yeah. But I mean... You're going to get a boner have, at some point. It doesn't have the same magic yeah. as when Odorous used to chop off Paris Hilton's head with a fake sword. Do you think they've gotten softer? Yeah. Well, they're doing covers more often now, and they're not as impressive. Carry on my wayward son is that a was decent odorous. cover, though. That was Odorous. Yeah. That was fucking amazing. Yeah. So get, get out of my drag. <laughs> oh. <laughs> So good, so good. If I if I could go back and see any concert, even though I saw them like when I show non-Guar fans oh. Guar, I show them the video of them covering "Carry On My Wayward Son." Oh, it's so good. And then I show them on Jerry Springer. Oh well, that was how uh, flexible of a performer Odorous was. Is that he played Odorous on there? And then he came back and played like five different characters. Yeah, he was shit. different fucking people on Jerry Springer, dude. Him <laughs> I only and fucking as, yeah. uh, Sleazy P. Martini. They were both on there as Guar. But then they both came back later on as different fucking characters. Like one of them was, uh, they want to say like they were satan, satan worshipping teenagers or some shit like that. And they were there with their parents. That was Guar. 
I had no idea. I've learned it's something so today. so fucking great. This podcast is fun and educational. I try, I try my best. We're only like, we're less than 10 minutes in and I've learned something. Edutainment. Edutainment. Yes. Same thing Guar would call themselves. <laughs> I, I try to put myself in the same category. Yeah, you'll be there. Guar, Gigi Allen. Yeah, you need to show on stage more. I think that's... Oh, well, have you seen me? Have you seen my uh, my set? I mean, kind of physically, not metaphorically. Shitting on the mic. Yeah. Is what, I, what people have <laughs> that's said. Not, that's not true. You, you caress the mic and you, you spit your buttery vocals into it and... Uh, mm, butter. Yeah. Butter, butter. I've seen a <laughs> bunch of comedians in my time and you are one of them. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're one of my favorites. Well put. Yeah, yeah. Well said, sir. Now, um, you've been playing for a long time and uh, I kind of know the answer because you played with... At least one band that's a band that's a hero to me. Uh, how many groups or solo artists that you uh, look up to or idolize have you gotten to play with or meet like, um, throughout your fucking tenure? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've gotten to play with a bunch of cool ones that, like, I never got to meet. <laughs> really? I played with Everclear uh, at this, like, little, like, farming town in California, up in Northern California, and I thought, like, there's 10 people in this town, so if Everclear's here, I'm gonna hang out with them. <laughs> they literally rolled up right before they played and then left right as soon as they finished playing. <laughs> From what so. I know about Art Alexakis, he doesn't fucking hang out. Really. No, he doesn't, doesn't seem like any of them did. I think they like sent their manager to check out the place because I was there hours and hours before the gig. Mm. And uh, I was like there when they were setting up the stage, you know? And uh, yeah, like the manager showed up, looked around, was like, all right, left. And then they got there. I was like, I never got to see him. They just shake a hand. Yeah, because he's. He's sober sober. Yeah. I am California sober. To where I still like to hang out and fun, you know, have fun, have party. I don't send a manager to sniff the fucking auditorium I'm gonna play in yeah. to see if it smells well, this like was outdoor. people are having fun. This was an outdoor venue. Oh, so great. even more sniffing was This was a campground slash the only bar in town. Jesus. <laughs> where in NorCal was that? Reedley. The fruit basket of California. Where the fuck is that? It's actually a really cool place. They're called the Wake Most House. Most places up there are. Yeah, it's the Wake House. They're like a fucking dope little bar and like restaurant. And again, they own a, a big campground that like runs along a river. They do like these floats during the summertime where like people just drink and float down the river like they should. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I played there a bunch of little shows and then got lucky enough to get asked up there for uh, Everclear one year. I think the only person I got to meet and remember was Chris Rowe from the Ataris because we played... Uh, with them full band and then I played with him solo acoustic and he remembered me so that was cool no shit but uh I got to meet Mark from Guttermouth and I thought like <laughs> everybody's met Mark from Guttermouth I thought it would be a lot cooler but I just don't remember any of it because I wasn't cool I was fucked up so fucked up that Mark from Guttermouth was worried about me <laughs> I guess so. That same show, I heard a funny those, story those the other guys, day. Those guys like eat an eight ball before they go on stage. Dude. Exactly. I know. That's why I say he was worried about me. So I don't know what I did. But the band before them was called the Line, and I think no shit. Their guitar player from Guttermouth is in the Line, and I went up to the front of the stage and was just like slapping his guitar pedals and like unplugging shit while he's playing. And then everybody's like, what are you doing? I'm like, ah, he's in gutter mouth. He can handle it. <laughs> like, in gutter mouth. Yeah, it's good times. No, those dudes are really good. When I saw them play last time, they started playing a fucking Van Halen song. Yeah. I was fucking... It was, uh, I wanna it's say, gutter mouth without the drugs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, back in the day, who doesn't want to hear one, two, three slam while people are fucking coming back from backstage after slamming. Exactly. That, would, that was epic. But even now, they're still fucking amazing. Yeah. I think I offered Mark a joint, and he's like, you got any cocaine? And I was like, 
Nah, man. <laughs> he just left me alone. I la- when I, uh, Maybe that's to- why he's worried, because I'm a rock star who doesn't do cocaine. Yeah, that's probably, <laughs> that's something to worry about. Yeah. When I got to meet him, I was uh, hopped up on a couple things. And, uh, you know, it, it was nice to just meet somebody on the same plane. Because that boy was fucking flying. Yeah. Like, even the, the picture I have, every time I look at it, I'm like, God damn, there's a lot of money in my eyeballs right now. Yeah. And Dear God, I, please don't let me sneeze. Then I look at him, and I'm like, that man has not slept in a long time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's aging like a fine cheese. But it's punk rock. I think you're supposed to. Have you seen Tim Armstrong lately? Oh, Mark yeah. Mark is doing well. Yeah. Well, he's mostly alcohol, I think. So that... Lars Fredrickson? Sweet Jesus, oh. that man looks like leather. Yeah, well... He doesn't do anything. He's straight edge, isn't he? Is he? I think so. What the fuck is going on? Punk rock ages you. He's a father, too. <laughs> oh, well, then that answers that. Yeah. Uh, have you ever gotten to play, like, uh, any big festivals or anything like that? Uh, my label has thrown a festival, and they did it for a few years um, at a nudist colony of all places. That's Acumba, awesome. um, Which was pretty cool. That's the only big festival I could think of. I played the Del Mar Fair a bunch of times, but, Yeah. Gypsy Fest. That's the best festival. Gypsy Fest? Yeah. What is that? Uh, that was the, the label, Mannequin Vanity Records. Well, you know what? It makes sense to call it Gypsy Fest if everyone's naked. Well, yeah, and they're all like, you know, Gypsy Folk or like Celtic Punk or this or that. Like, so Dude, Celtic it, it, Punk is gnarly. I worked at a, uh, what is it, Shamrock Fest one year cooking oh, yeah. food. Then you saw Kel Bordell there. I couldn't tell you who I saw. Those people were very drunk and very angry. Yeah. Like, the whole time. I was like, this music is so happy. Yeah. Why do you guys all seem like you want to stab me? The first year of Gypsy Fest, I had no idea what to expect. I knew it was a nudist colony. So as soon as I got there, like, I just took my shirt off. I was like, I'm in. And fucking, I'm in. I, I didn't bring any water. I didn't bring any sunscreen. I just bought a 30 rack of Coors Light. I was oh. like, this is my ticket to party. Yep. And, yep. uh. I went the entire day with no shirt, no water, just Coors Light. I opened the festival and I closed it. <laughs> it was just a rough day, but well, you, uh, my you friend's band up. was playing and this old lady was dancing next to them. And every time I looked back, she had less clothes. And at one point, she was laying on her back, naked on a picnic bench, with Ooh. these like bandanas just flinging them all around. Like, and I'm talking old lady. And I was like, all right, so this is what we're doing here. <laughs> and the next three years, I knew what to expect. So I looked for that lady. <laughs> she would have been on my Christmas card list. There was a guy there too at a dick and ball piercing. So when he walked by, you'd hear clink, clink, clink. Oh. You knew who it was by the sound of his balls. I would think probably if he has one, his wife did that so she'd know when he was on his way. Or when he's in trouble, she just pull out a magnet. Oof, that is just, that's, that actually sounds kind of fun. Yeah. I'm going to have to suggest that next uh, birthday party. Who doesn't like a little slap and tickle? Or a little <laughs> magnet pickle? I like a little yogurt in my ass and a fucking pop, popsicle stick in my mouth. But, you know, everyone's different. Yeah, everyone. everyone. <laughs> now, how long was it that you were uh, freewheeling BJ Jesbera, uh, singledom, living the rock star life, playing music on the road? Like, I'm doing solo gigs, fuck. Uh, probably since like 2008. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in a a band at the time, but I was writing a lot for that band, and then the band kind of fell apart, so I had a bunch of songs left over, and I was just like, you know what? I'm tired of being in bands that won't go anywhere, that don't want to practice, that don't want to play, or like, just, they keep falling apart, because I've been in so many failed bands, I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to take the songs I like that I've written, and I'm going to put them all together and just go play them acoustic, and then I feel like uh, it was right around the same time all the other old punk rockers did the same thing. It's like all these old punks like left their band, started wearing flannels and playing acoustic guitars. I was like, I'm the young guy doing it. Cool. Uh, but then uh, 
I don't know when it took a more professional turn because, I mean, while I was doing that, I was still, like, pretty young. I think I was, like, 19, 20 at the time. And, uh, you know, still working a job and, like, figuring out, like, could I do music as a job? And obviously the way I was doing it, no. (laughs) But, you know, once I tightened up the set a little bit and uh, bit the bullet and played some shit that I didn't want to play for a while just to get into gigs, uh, then, yeah, I realized, like, oh, I I can actually uh, make money doing this. And you make a lot more money doing it by yourself. (laughs) Yeah, you do. Because no matter what, you're splitting $100. So it's either $100 between five people or $100 between one person. So... Yeah, it's uh, it can be very, very uh, difficult to try and chase a dream and live a life at the same time. But if you find a balance, which is like the hardest thing, but it, once you fucking figure it out and learn how to juggle your life, then you can do a bunch of fun shit. Hell bunch yeah. Of fun shit. Hell yeah. And not having a boss, per se, or something to clock into like it just frees up your soul you know and not a lot of people get that opportunity a lot of people don't know what they want out of life and the answer for everybody is not performing or doing things on their own but just some people will never know not having to go to a job and that's fucking sucky like people should all know the ability to do what you want there was a there was a time like right before everything had shut down I felt like I was starting to get everything in line and like it was working out to where like it was sustainable and having that feeling of like, oh my God, I'm going to be able to do this for so-and-so months or however long I'm going to be able to work it out for. And it's going to be like a dream come true to have that feeling of like accomplishment and you're doing it on your own. It's, there's nothing that can really compares to it, man. Yeah. I know you know that there's no like, it doesn't just click and stay that way overnight you know like I constantly am worried about losing everything (laughs) like if I lose one gig I'm fucked you know like so it's just uh you just you get really good at adapting and managing that constant dread and then learning that you always got to be looking for that next gig even if you have something good going on now you know you're always looking for that next gig which was hard for me because like everybody always equates like a performer's life to having a girlfriend you know like music comedy whatever that's your girlfriend that's your love that's your wife that's mm-hmm. your thing you know but like I'm a very loyal dude I've never cheated and I always have had friends that were like looking for a girlfriend while they had a girlfriend I never understood it until I was in music and I'm like oh I get it now like I got something good but that don't mean it's sticking around forever so I should probably look for the next thing I still don't do that in relationships, but music, all the way. <laughs> that is how you have to fucking look at it with shows and stuff like that. Like, I'll have something I set up, but then you start thinking, okay, that's going to be this show, but I need to have more stuff lined up so I can keep it running, keep that momentum going. Like, have you ever had a moment in your musical career so far? Huh? This vape pen's hitting. Woo! Have you ever had a moment in your musical career where you thought about, like, man, maybe I should just... Like pack it all in, and after that, what is it? What is it that brought you back to music? Um, I've always thought I could do more, and I've tried to think of ways to like maybe supplement music without having a job. But it always just comes back to more music stuff. You know, it's like, oh, I won't play gigs, but I'll teach guitar, or I'll do this, or do that. 
And when you've had that conversation so many times with yourself, you're like, fuck it, I'm just gonna do it. And do it until the wheels fall off. And, you know, I thought for a while I was doing pretty good and then COVID hit and I learned that you can lose shit without even fucking it up. Like I've mm-hmm. fucked up gigs and been kicked out of places and never welcomed back because of something I've done. Mm-hmm. But for everything to be taken away without me doing one thing wrong, and I lost every gig because there was no gigs, you know? It was just like, oh, man. Like, But you also can't... During COVID, yeah, I lived with that fear. I got a real job and was like, you know, music may never come back. Like, I may just do this and then play for fun. But as soon as things open back up, I just, like, I couldn't not do it. So I had to get back in and... I feel like that's that's the biggest asset you can have in a performer's life is just that craziness of like I'm gonna fucking do it <laughs> one way or the other I'm gonna fucking do it the so. chaos yeah and yeah. you know uh, COVID still is in the back of my mind like I can lose this without me fucking up so don't fuck up rule number one but always have something else cooking you know yes like there's even like I remember when I was a kid I was afraid of my brother giving me a monkey bump by putting his knuckle out on his fist and like hitting him on top of my knee. That was a monkey bump when I was a kid. Now, fast Charlie Horse now, for you uneducated few. Yeah, fuck them people. <laughs> but now, like in the news, there's things like there's actual monkey bumps, and but they're called pox now. It's like what the fuck? Like all these things we have to worry about, and at the same time, uh, be selfish enough to want to continue. <laughs> to entertain and at this but or be callous enough to say you know what that is something that is happening but I'm only hearing about it through the lens of hearsay no matter what it is it's I'm hearing it through the news I'm hearing it through the Joe Rogan podcast I'm hearing it through this that have I experienced it myself no so with the same thing with COVID like I learned until it's in my bubble that shit is not for me I don't care it's not my problem when it becomes my problem then it's my problem (laughs) <laughs> I uh, I travel a bunch and do a bunch of shows traveling and doing shit like that. So I'm always fucking... I'm always on high alert if someone's, like, coughing. I, I don't, don't think you're doing the right kind of clubs to get monkey pox. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope not. Uh, but, uh, like, I won't pass people the blunt. <laughs> I won't do shit like that. Just don't kiss anybody. Well, I mean, With look at me. With your butthole. I'm not kissing okay. anybody. <laughs> no, no ends, no orifices are being kissed by anything yeah. right now. So, I mean, I, I feel okay by that. But you're... It's very true... Like, I, you shouldn't really worry about it too much because it's going to affect your world that much to where you get scared of everything and you get paranoid of everything. Like, I got some ingrown hairs and I right away thought, oh, my God, what the fuck do I have? But it just turns out, you know, I need to shower. And that's all it is. Wear looser underwear. <laughs> Don't tell me how to live. I like how it feels. It's constrictive. It yeah, feels like I know. You're the kind of guy that wears a thong backwards. It's the kind of thing that, you know, makes me feel safe. <laughs> Reminds me of home. Being held. Yeah. <laughs> so closely. Oh, my God. Who's somebody that you would model your uh, your style after? Like when I when first you started, write, for when... sure, it was Blink-182. That's okay. obvious. <laughs> but uh, throughout time, like, I just pick up a little bit of everybody I like, you know. And uh, I've learned more so it's easier just to be me. And uh, have faith in who I am a little bit more than to just be like, well, this works for that guy, so I'm going I'm to say this or do that. And a lot of what I say and do, yeah, people go like, oh, that's Blink-182. But I'm like, only because 
I grew up on that shit. Like, it's just part of my DNA. Like, I'm not mm-hmm. trying to be anybody or anything up there early on. Hell yeah. But, like, now it's like I, I say dumb shit and I take responsibility fully for it. You know, I don't say, oh, it's because I listen to Blink-182 now. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. I'm just waiting for their reunion tour. Something's going to happen. I get a lot of inspiration from things that aren't music. Like, like what? Comedy, for sure. I like watching good comedians. Um, because whether you're playing music or telling comedy, like telling comedy, telling jokes, you're just stringing stories together and you're trying to make a cohesive however long your set is. You yeah. know, for me, it's three hours, but luckily I get to put songs in there to fill it up. But, you know, I try to make everything semi run together. That's why I don't take breaks or anything because it's just like I don't want to ruin the flow. And I like the same thing for comedy. You know, like they don't take breaks, they just go through their whole set. That's true. Uh, or. Just people who hustle really hard, like uh, fucking. There's there's people in in Chula Vista that I'm very fortunate to know, and I've recently become a part of the the Emo Brown Foundation. Um, you know, the, the the guy who started that was just a dude like me, played in a pop punk band when he was you know younger, and then started a family and did that route and did the like I got a real job route and it just he never was satisfied and he went out and got a um, he started a brewery in Chula Vista and you know nothing is easy it never happened overnight but they've celebrated their five year anniversary and that shit you know is the most popular thing in Chula Vista now and during COVID he started a podcast and that's where the whole Emo Brown thing started and I just I like I, I watch hustlers I like to watch people grind because then it just reminds me, like, I need to step my shit up and keep grinding. Because I can be very fucking lazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same here. I love pot and video games, which is terrible when you're trying to be an independent worker. Same, but you got to throw cartoons in there for me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, during COVID, bought every old cartoon on DVD that I wanted my son to grow up on. So during COVID, I watched every season and every version of Dragon Ball Z, Ren and Stimpy, the animated Batman series. This is why we're friends, BJ. <laughs> I... F- <laughs> I was laying down now for my birthday a good friend of mine he started working at a dispensary he told me to come over because he got a bunch of samples and he doesn't really smoke pot he just eats edibles he told me come over and bring a backpack so I went over to his house with a backpack and when I got there he goes okay so all these waxes these are all yours I set them aside for you there were 12 12 grams of wax uh, two containers of pre-rolls uh, fucking 13 grams of some other weed I haven't even opened yet barely opened some other fucking weed that smells like like if Jesus Jesus farted into the jar it smells amazing and then like some random other shit I forget where I was even going <laughs> that's but the God weed <laughs> damn, it is so fucking amazing I love my birthday your birthday's 420? oh my birthday is 828 oh August 28th that's coming up then yes well, then why do you love your birthday? Because I get random free shit. When, oh. uh, you're going to hear something here. When uh, when you try to live positively and you try and be a better person than uh, the Tommy that used to fall asleep in alleys because he got too drunk at the Sunshine Company. At least he didn't drive home. No, I did that later on. That's why I don't have a license now. <laughs> yeah. But it seems like uh, since I've tried to do that more... More fun, cool things happen. Yeah, I'm a believer in that. Do good things, good things happen. Yeah. Not always. Sometimes you do good things, you still get fucked. But, you know, like, yeah. it just feels better. 
And I feel like when you feel good, even bad things don't suck. You know, like... Yeah, you can still find the positive and everything. It's rare that, like... I mean, everybody has their bad days, and I definitely am an emotional little artist, and my wife can attest to you that, like, there are days that... I remember. <laughs> Free weed. Okay. Now, I have all this weed at the house, right? And I was fucking doing mad fucking dabs, right? I laid down and started watching uh, Spider-Man Unlimited. Oh yeah, on Disney Plus. Yeah, I've never so watched that they before. The, they put the X Men on there too. I've never. They're making a new one. -na -na -na. That's going to be a new one of the same kind of. But anyway, the Spider Man Unlimited. I laid down. I started watching it. Three and a half hours later, <laughs> I was like, "Oh fuck! I was supposed to go do something." I'm saying, cartoons are fucking amazing. Yeah, if I could find Rocco's Modern Life on DVD, you'd probably never see me. Oh, again. dude, that's a. Uh, that's on Paramount, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. I saw that Rocco special they put out that, like, I don't know if it was during COVID or whatever, but man, they fucked up Rocco. <laughs> oh, dude, I fucking... It wasn't that bad, but it was just, like, Rocco was never a preachy cartoon. It was, was just it, was silly it slapstick. It was very preachy. Really? I mean, and again, it's nothing bad. Like, there's nothing wrong with, like, inclusion and acceptance. But that's not why I went to Rocco. You know, I went to Rocco because Heifer was going to do something dumb. Rocco was going to probably, like, poke his eyeballs out and, like, you know, you get a little tee-hee. Yeah. But I don't go to 90s cartoons that start thinking about, like, human rights and shit. Like, you know where I think they went and did it right? Is Beavis and Butthead. They started, I fell asleep during the movie. They brought, they started showing shows again. Is the show out already? I thought yeah. It was, it's, okay. Episodes. Like, actual fucking... And what they did right is uh, there's only, like... I want to say one and a half new episodes, and the rest of it is just old shit. They fucking shoehorned in there, and it's still funny. Okay. <laughs> so they're just, like, watching themselves watching old shit. Pretty much. Okay. Pretty much. I'm in. Just going through, like, their MySpace timeline. But they're fucking <laughs> sitting watching, like, BTS videos and, like, mm. shit like that and making fun of it. Like, it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's I time capsule, dude. It never fucking gets old. Yeah, I saw the movie. It was didn't disappoint. Definitely didn't go as hard as Beavis about to America, but again, no. like everybody's softening up, which is fine. That's just the signs of the time. Yeah, you can't fucking go as hard but as that. Keep that shit out of Rocco. That's all I gotta say. Fucking Rocco. I did a show with that cat. Carlos Alas not Rocco. Carlos Alas Rocky. Uh-huh. He was up there for I wanna say two hours and did an old Indian voice for a good forty-five minutes. And murdered the fucking room for 45 minutes. Just, just hello, it's like that kind of shit. And it was amazing to see, dude. So it's really sad to hear that they fucked Rocco. <laughs> yeah, it's entertaining. It's still all the same characters are there. It's just that they took, they definitely injected a. Uh, a message into Rocco. And I'm like, that's I'm not I'm not going to SpongeBob to learn, you know, like I'm just going to fucking smoke weed and like laugh. Yeah. I mean so. there's no fucking educational. I've They're never laughed in a poli sci class, you know? You know why I laughed? P E. Where not. people fucking pantsed each other and fucking You are not on enough acid in poli sci. I never went to poli sci. <laughs> I never went to college. I had a geometry class that I got an A in. And I took like three hits of acid almost every day in high school. Just thinking about it now is probably a bad idea, BJ. You got out? 
Uh, yeah, after. Or maybe you didn't. Maybe this is just one long trip and you're still in high school. Don't scare me. Do not scare me. I'm you're going to wake up tomorrow in third period. Oh, I'm doing so well, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing so well in adult life. Yeah. With me, don't miscratch it, you know? Oh, God. It's going to be like fucking, what is it, Matilda? That fucking, uh. I'm going to watch Matilda later. There's such wildlife walking around here, man. Tuesdays on fucking crazy. Tuesdays in downtown have gotten very ratchet. Every we week, we are something in downtown happens. San Diego, right in the fucking just like around the corner from the gas lamp, really. The heart of the gas lamp. Okay. <laughs> but man, there's like that is the end of the gas lamp in my book. The few people that have walked by uh, combined have a full mouth of teeth. Mm -hmm. And it's just there's more than usual. Something to see. My God. Have you, have you ever been two people going by doing wheelies in unison? This is amazing. I'm going to Disneyland at the end of the week. Why? There's enough going on down here. I should just take fucking mushrooms and walk around in downtown again. A lot less chance of getting stabbed at Disneyland, though. I'd recommend that. That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, I don't know if you're on the neighborhood app at all, but downtown, the neighborhood app is wild. I remember one day, uh, literally right where I had parked, on the neighborhood app, I got an alert saying, watch out for man with sword. <laughs> so this is a homeless dude running around with a sword somewhere. Uh, I know people can be dramatic. It's probably just a big knife. But still, anybody with anything pointy down here, dude, I don't trust it. I don't have that app mostly because I like surprises. And uh, I was walking home one You'll night. You'll be surprised by how much crazy shit is going on around you that you don't know. I was walking from... Uh, Target to Old Town to go catch a bus. Just for the fuck of it. Why not? And it was at night, and as I got over by the uh, mental ward right there, I saw a dude standing right there by the bus stop in front of the mental ward, totally naked, staring off into the distance. I saw that, and I just said, nope, and yeah, crossed they, the street right there. Probably just let him out. <laughs> <That> was, <laughs> there's more vacancies in mental wards than there are in Motel 8s right now. They give you what you had when you went into the mental ward when you get out. So I feel sorry for that man. Yeah, and they stopped giving you medication. <laughs> they expect you to go pick it up on your own. <laughs> so there's that. How, how, uh, how old is your kid? Two years old. Two years old. Terrible too. How, what's it like trying to balance the, the music life with uh, being a dad? I wouldn't know. I don't I'm, have kids. I just know girls that call me daddy. <laughs> <laughs> I call you daddy too. Yeah, <laughs> Purely sexual, don't worry. Uh, it's crazy. I think um, having having him has motivated me to do more, but allowed me to do less. <laughs> because, like, I wanna I wanna work as hard as I can and just really like drill it in and succeed and be able to save money and like you know build a future for the whole family, not just live day to day. You know, yeah. that's the goal is to live in the future a little bit. Right now, I'm still living day to day, um, but. It's hard to do that and put in the work you need when you're constantly chasing a two-year-old around the house. <laughs> there's no time to practice. There's no time to do anything. So you, you pick and choose when to do what. So friends and... Uh, I think luckily for you, you already have it pretty much fucking down, what you do. Like unless you wanted to add a new song or something like that. Yeah, and I'm constantly trying to add new songs because I play the same places over and over and the way that you keep those gigs is by keeping the bar staff happy. Because downtown San Diego, it's a rotating door of people. There's no regulars in downtown. So if you piss off the bartenders or if they start getting tired of your set, then they're going to be the ones that complain to management and they're going to be the ones that say, well, we don't want them back. So 
I'm always trying to add new shit and keep it interesting. And it's a lot easier when I had time, but you know, I just do it when he naps or I, you know, drop him off at grandma's a couple times a week and, uh, you know, try to like just strictly focus on it. But even then, you know, when I get him out of the house, the first thing I want to do is start cleaning. So it's just, you know, I just have to really like pick and choose when to do what. And I'm, I'm getting better at it, still working on it. Top three guitarists in your head, go. Top three guitarists. Uh, Jimi Hendrix. Uh, Carlos Santana. Uh, and let's see, throw uh, throw a weird one in there. Maybe uh, fucking uh, me. <laughs> no, not me. I'm terrible. But uh, fuck it. Dave Mustaine's pretty good. He's just a piece of shit. He is a piece of shit. <laughs> he went into a head shop, or as so someone told me, and they used to work in this head shop, and uh, this dude comes in, and behind him comes Dave Mustaine. And he knew it was Dave Mustaine because he was playing the following night, like at Sleep Train Amphitheater or something like that. He comes in, and they're looking around at shit, and first my friend goes, I thought it was weird because I thought Dave was sober. He's supposed to, he's like, that's a big yeah. thing. Yeah. And like, they're looking around and shit, and he goes, you know what he bought? I go, what? Chips. He bought a pizzle. I go, are you serious? He goes, yeah. Hmm. Oh, man. That's that train of consequences. Sometimes sober people don't stay sober. That's how you strike up the symphony of destruction. <laughs> yeah. Sobriety is a daily battle. I don't know. I would imagine smoking crack makes you sweat bullets. No. <laughs> Maybe by the skin of your teeth. Yeah, well, peace sells. But who's buying? <laughs> That's a good top three, man. Have you ever seen them in concert, any of them? No, they're all dead. Well, well, I mean, Dave's dead inside. And Santana is just close. Yeah. Uh, oh, Santana's still alive? Mm -hmm. Shit, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I can't afford a Santana concert. The only way I've seen him, I've seen him twice. One time was because I swam over He's to... He's who you bought your acid from. <laughs> I swam to Hospitality uh, Point when Hospitality Point was a thing. Watched him there. And then my mom won tickets to go watch uh, Santana and Everlast. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to take Dave Mustaine off the list. Because uh, I like Megadeth, but he's just not a, my favorite person. John Mayer. John Mayer shreds. He actually is really good. He has played with all of the greats. He has covered all of the greats. He doesn't get the respect he deserves because he wrote Your Body is a Wonderland. But the guy wanted to get laid. Give it to him. He fucking, he toured with... Uh, I think John Mayer would be a fucking cool guy to hang out with. One of my favorite guitarists, Stevie Ray Vaughan. And John Mayer did a whole tour with Double Trouble. Played it note for fucking note. John Mayer got picked up by the dead. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like the dead, but that's still a big credit. Yeah, yeah. He fucking, he, uh, he's, he's an amazing guitarist. He's a, Dave Chappelle likes him. He, that, Enough said. Just about to say, Chappelle tapped him for his fucking show. Exactly. So He knows how to yeah. play different strokes. Sorry, Dave Mustaine, you got bumped. John Mayer is the guy. It's okay, Dave Mustaine's probably doing bumps right now. Yeah. Fucking Dave Mustaine. He could have been a Metallica, but I'm glad he's not. He was. But not because That's why got, they have so many similar songs. That's why we got Kirk Hammock now, and uh, that makes me happy. Yeah, he's a big softie. I like that guy. He gives me a softie. He's, he's an amazing ranch, which is what you would expect from a fucking, like, you know, gajillionaire. He has a ranch? He has a ranch. Now, let's... Okay. Let's say tomorrow fucking EMI or... Columbia Records or something like that calls you. Columbia House calls you. <laughs> yeah, the, and wants they're to coming to collect, if wants anything. To give, wants to give you a contract. 
They give you a fucking gajillion dollar contract. They want you to fucking fly around the world, all these things. What's the first thing you do with your gajillion dollars they just gave you? Let's buy a house in Chula Vista, invest a little bit, save most of it. And uh, you wouldn't know I was rich by the way I was living. You would know I was rich because you would never fucking see me again. <laughs> that would not work another day in my goddamn life. You want to know how I People ask what your dream job is, and I say, who dreams of a job? My, they would know because I would have somebody driving me around in the turtle van. That's That That would be my thing. Shooting pizzas at people? Shooting pizzas yeah. at people. I used to have that toy. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> Just winging Little Caesars at people down the street. <laughs> oh, come on. You're rich. At least go Domino's. No. Little Caesars. Cheaper. Sub still bar. cheap. Uh, I'm still cheap. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just shoot the boxes at That's people. That's going to take an eye out. Yeah. That crust. Decapitate somebody. What is your... Uh, I'm, a, I'm a big food guy. What is your favorite thing to eat when you go out? <laughs> out of curiosity. If I'm... Out, like I've been, you know, on road shows and stuff, I keep it real simple. I don't want to fuck my stomach up in some city I don't live in, so I do peanut butter and jellies a lot. Uh, or I go to Costco. Um, but when I'm home, I eat everything. I'm fucking adventurous. I will destroy my asshole. I don't care. <laughs> it's very it's very honest of you. Oh, yeah. You're I'm very, white, but I love spicy food. You're very self-aware. <laughs> I just have no filter. That's the problem. ADD and no filter. I don't know what I'm about to say. I don't remember what I just said, and I don't care. So that's the problem. We are close to you having to start up here, so I'm going to call it. But uh, I'm going to put a couple of links up for your music because it'll sound like shit if I try to record it on this thing. <laughs> I don't want you to sound like a drive through yeah, well, Might help my sound. Who knows? I'm going to hang around, listen to a couple songs, smoke some more uh, cigarettes. Doorman's over there smoke some more weed. And then... uh. Probably head out of here and go smoke weed at house. Awesome. Well, thank you for having me on, sir. This thank is awesome. you, sir. Thank I love you. everything you do. I love the 40 ounces of freedom. 40 ounces of freedom. 40 ounces of funny uh, showcase that you're doing. I got to be a part of it, and I'm very honored, and I would love to be back one day. Well, I want to figure it out because we've done something here a couple times where you're playing guitar and shit. It seems to kind of work. Yeah, it's funny, right? Yeah, it is funny. <laughs> so I want to try and figure that out. And Funny, haha, not funny. I can't yeah, say it anymore. You know, you fucking know. Buzzsaw or whatever that movie is. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> but BJ Jesbera, check him out on the internet, all over the place. Like I said, gonna post some links. Check out his music. I highly recommend it. He highly does everything. <laughs> Tommy the Roach Lucero, Coffee with the Roach podcast. Back after what has it been? Two months? Three months? I don't know. I'm a fucking pothead. I do this whenever I want. That's right. Check out BJ. Take care, guys. <laughs>